Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Love Potion Radio, the neuroscience of why and who we love, where we discuss the chemical effects of love and relationships on the human brain. Join the NeuronNetwork.com for a monthly subscription designed by Neuro... All right, y'all, peace. We're working it out over here with the intro audio. I was experimenting, and uh, it was, I guess, an old advertisement, so I apologize for anybody who was thrown off by the way the show started. But peace, peace. Welcome back to yet another, let me not say yet another, because that would denote somehow that it might be an average, ordinary, regular show, which is an awesome, wonderful show, if I do say so myself, but um, this week ahead, the uh, week ahead even from last week that we're living in right now is so life-altering in so many ways, the the landscape that the um, cosmos are lining up for us, within us, is just amazing and beautiful, and the caterpillar that we were talking about last week very intensely um, that turns into the butterfly is just, it's a beautiful story that we're living out. So yeah, I'm having fun helping you guys master your destiny astrologically. I'm working on a few reports now. Shout out to LA. Check your email, LA, because... um, I had to take out time for prepping for the show and actually conducting and hosting today's show from the time to get your report to you, but you will have it today. Check your email. Um, Other than that, y'all give me just a second. I'm going to drink a little bit more water because we're about to get into it. I got horoscopes for practically everything, and I know that when I start talking about this last Venus-Jupiter alignment, I probably won't even need any water. My mouth is going to be watering so much thinking of all the possibilities of how to really max out when you look at when these things are going to occur again in the sky. It's like you don't want to miss out on it. So y'all get ready. Buckle up. We in that thing. Your week ahead with Mama Dada. I'll be right, right, right back. All right, y'all, I'm back. I hope you can hear me. Um, I'm going to keep rolling. 
Actually, hold on, let me see real quick. And, uh, yeah, the week ahead is October next, this coming Sunday, October 25th through Saturday the 31st. Let me double check. I'm not on mute here. Um, The week starts off, our week ahead starts off with the moon in Aries. Before I talk about that, and we do actually start the week off with the moon in void, of course, yes, I can hear us. Hold on. Perfect. All right. Um, Before I get into that, let me recap because, You know, these retrograde phases come and go, and we live in the midst of their shadow coming and going even and don't really think about it so much so that last week it would have even been the week before that I would have mentioned that we entered the Jupiter retrograde zone on October the 12th at 8.44 p.m. Central Standard Time at 13 degrees Virgo. The Jupiter retrograde is going to span the beginning of the shadow or zone phase, which is the date I just gave you, October of this year, through the ending of the shadow phase on next August the 7th of 2016 at 12.56 in the morning Central Standard Time at 23 degrees Virgo. So if you have whatever you have, We all have 13 degrees to 23 degrees Virgo in our natal or birth chart. Whatever is in that span, this Jupiter retrograde is going to touch it. Okay, so look into that. I'm not spending this show on Jupiter retrograde zone that we just entered, but I did want to mention it because I did not mention it a couple of shows ago. Also, uh, Mercury retrograde zone, we officially leave it for all you who's Virgo rising, Gemini rising, your chart is ruled by Mercury and you tend to feel these, you know, ebbing and flowings of Mercury's transit, Uh, feel free (laughs) take take heart in knowing that um, October the 24th, which is this coming Saturday, at 11.16 a.m. Central Standard Time at 15 degrees Libra, Mercury does officially leave the retrograde zone, and we are home free for another, just a little bit. It's going to pick up again here in a second. Saturn direct went direct at 4 degrees Sagittarius. It is still in the retrograde zone until the beginning of next month in November. And it enters a new retrograde zone mid-December. So it's only a few weeks in there where Saturn is just direct and chilling and not, you know, in retrograde territory. Retrograde until mid-November. Uranus is retrograde until late December. And Pluto, which just went direct, we did cover that in a your week ahead, um, it is still in the retrograde zone until mid-January of 2016. So those are just some dates and, um, you know, degrees for those of, I say, my students, <laughs> my clients, those that consult with me um, it, who know what their ruling planet is and uh, want to just watch out for that. Once again, we start the week with a void, of course, 
moon. It's 19 hours long. It starts uh, on Saturday. So uh, at, at the beginning of our year week ahead, it's void, of course, moon. The last aspect that the moon made was an opposition to Mars on Saturday, early rising, 6.18 a.m. Central Standard Time. And so for 19 hours up until 1.22 in the morning, Central Standard Time on Sunday when the moon enters Aries. So when you wake up Sunday rising, the moon will be in Aries. You can forget the void of um, the void of course information. But for Saturday, pretty much all day from six in the in the rising um, until the rising of the next day, uh, the moon is void of course. So uh, we discussed that um, in last week's show. But just to refresh your memories. When the moon is void, of course, you know, basically don't start anything new. Don't meet up with someone brand new that you want to start something new with, a new project together. Don't do it then. Don't do it Saturday. So um, just, you know, focus on finishing up things you've already begun, um, things you've lost, making to-do lists. Your rest and sleep should be really good and peaceful during that time, getting rid of things except to it, that you have excessive um, amounts of. Um, and then just getting together with people you already have an established bond with. All right, so then when you wake up on Sunday, the moon is going to be in Aries. You're going to wake up on fire. You're going to wake up ready to go emotionally speaking. What's going to make us most emotionally comfortable during the time of the moon being in Aries is going to be that fire, the pioneering impulses that are strong and the gut instincts to start something new. It's a fresh new energy. We ended out the previous year, last week's year week ahead with the moon being in Pisces. We ended out a um, uh, a zodiac cycle and we're beginning a new one with the moon being in Aries. So that feel, that energy, that freshness is going to be on it. Um, Uranus is still in Aries, so it may even have this electric feel. We'll talk more about Uranus and one of the transits coming up um, that's going to be really significant this week as well. So just keep all that energy in mind. Um, Generally, activities that are favored under the Aries moon are um, anything that it takes uh, self-assertion to do, anything you need to assert yourself under that's favored, uh, the taking on of any challenges, any quick actions that yield immediate results, nothing like long-term when Saturn's involved um, or uh, Capricorn. Uh, undertake anything that involves yourself or your personality. That's all Aries, first house type of things that would give us emotional satisfaction to do, okay? Um, just just think quick. Just think. So then on Sunday, I want to get through Jupiter, Venus before I um, pick up any of the lines here. So I do see you there. Peace to everybody listening online and those who have called in. I really, really appreciate y'all. I've been getting more feedback about um, the show from people who listen to it in the archives lately, and I just I'm overwhelmed, and I'm so appreciative of just, I had, um, just as a quick little antidote, I had some really delicious <laughs> astro banter with somebody that I crossed paths with here recently, and I mean, it felt really, really good to massage my mind with the um, conversation of people who are 
mastering their destiny and looking at their reality through the eyes of um, our correlation to these very planets that we're studying and them being archetypes of us um, uh, individually, collectively, and then it just it was it was hilarious, y'all. Just know that um, uh, I'm I'm real. Like I said, that that correlates with me to the conversations I get to have with y'all here on the air um, in private consultations, and then yeah, out and about it's real cool. So uh, I, the wheels definitely got to turning about um, coordinating efforts here locally uh, where I'm at, and then you know with technology we can take it as far as we'd like, but there are plenty of people out here <laughs> that are interested in knowing themselves astrologically. And for those that share your time with me here every week, I just want to say I appreciate you, okay? Maybe it's this Venus-Jupiter conjunction we've got to talk about that's got me all gushy. <laughs> Y'all, Sunday, okay, we uh opening up the week. Um, it's the moon is in Aries, and guess what? We ready to just, so I just told you it's, it's going to be that fresh energy. We're going to be ready to pop off. Aries don't, every time I talk about Aries, I say the same thing. Aries don't need no introduction. It's a cardinal sign. It starts off the entire zodiac. So, yeah, when it's time to pop off, here comes <laughs> Venus and Jupiter all conjuncting in things. On Sunday at um, 3.03 p.m. afternoon Central Standard Time at 15 degrees Virgo. That's where Venus is. Um, and obviously Jupiter is there as well. It's a beautiful thing, y'all, for so many reasons. And we're about to just go on and dig into them because I don't want to get sidetracked. <laughs> Generally speaking, whenever Venus and Ju- um, Jupiter conjunct, it's like one of the most highly favorable aspects that um, astrologers would tout um, in the sky. You know, you've got the seven major planets and then the three outer ones. And um, out of all of them, when these two line up, it's just, you know, what can really be said. You just experience it, I guess. But um, in general, it's definitely Venus, love and money, and then you got Jupiter, which is luck and expansion and abundance. So, yeah, put some abundance and luck together with love and money, and you just have a really harmonious um, uh, transit that any you, you really have to be living under a rock, um, a really big, heavy rock, not to be able to glean some of the juices from this alignment, Okay. It's already occurred. One one of the beautiful things about this year is that they lined up three times (laughs) due to Venus's retrograde. Um, That usually doesn't happen. Uh, Let's see here. I know I included information about the next time it will occur after October 25th. It will not occur again until August, end of August of 2016, next year. After that, it won't occur again until no, mid-November of 2017, the year after that. So consider once a year here in the coming two years and consider three times, look, since July of this year. It lined up on July the 1st at 21 degrees Leo. 
and um, it had uh, Mercury and Uranus, which is one of the um, transits or aspects that we're going to discuss here in a second. Um, Whenever Mercury and Uranus get together, it's this really genius combination. And so you had Mercury and Uranus very closely associated with the uh, first Venus-Jupiter alignment of 2015, which was on July 1st. Then you had the second one, August the 4th, at 28 28 degrees Leo, and it was definitely what you would consider um, a more challenging one, which you wouldn't really think of a Venus-Jupiter alignment, but, you know, once again, it's going to be really difficult even at that one that that in hindsight around whatever was happening in your life around August the 4th of this year that you know, some juices couldn't get gleaned from even that in retrospect. And so then here we have this final one, October the 25th. Uh, I know I gave you all the time. I'll give it again, though. 3.03 p.m. Central Standard Time. That is Sunday, uh, 15 degrees Virgo. And it's definitely what could be considered the most powerful of the three that we've had so far. I mean, go on and go out with a bang then since you're not coming back to August the the end of August of 2016. We'll take it. So beautiful because it's lined up in addition to those beautiful attributes about it already. It's lined up with Mars. It's a triple conjunction. You got... uh, um, Jupiter and Venus together at 15 degrees and just four degrees away, you got Mars um, really adding the passion, really adding the aggression. And, you know, you can flip that however you so desire. Um in addition to that, <laughs> I mean, it really just does keep getting in better, the aspects surrounding this already independent in and of itself, amazingly wonderful, juicy, powerful alignment of Venus on Jupiter, okay? Uh, it's for This triple conjunction is forming a trine, the most harmonious <laughs> aspect in astrology, with Pluto. Y'all know about Pluto. I know my people know about Pluto because we took a dang near a whole show last week to discuss it, and it was disguised not so well in the form of discussing Scorpio season that we're entering into this week, okay? And so uh, Pluto rules Scorpio. We discussed this. Go back to last week's show. You'll get all the juicy Pluto, Scorpio, eighth house, however many ways you can start to break down this energy, uh, this triple conjunction that we're having here next week, next Sunday, is making a trine to that planet, okay? And Pluto, uh, just to refresh and just to give a little bit on it, is, of course, is bringing that sex element, that that um, sexual life force energy element, the transformational element of of the phoenix rising from the ashes and the and the caterpillar to the to the butterfly. So it's really transformative, and it's just making a really harmonious uh, contact to this already harmonious alignment. So don't miss 
Uh, you got the time, you got the day, make it happen, plan something beautiful, plan something powerful, know where this is happening in your chart. If you don't know, you might want to ask somebody who can help you find out because if you know, you can even more precisely and juicily target your intentions and target your aspirations and your hopes and your wishes and your dreams into a a quite realistic place for all this energy to flow and go. It's in an earth sign. I mean, we're going to talk about it. I, I called this show the Taurus full moon. Uh, can you feel it? <laughs> I, you know, the can you feel it coming in the air tonight? Uh, you're going to feel it. Taurus is sensual. Taurus is, is, is earth. I mean, but we're talking about the... Um, the triple conjunction right now, and that's Virgo. That's still Earth. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel this triple conjunction up in your life. <laughs> Messing around, trying in the Pluto, you're going to feel it. You're going to see it. It's going to utterly transform you. It has this energy, has the potential to utterly transform us in some really powerful ways. So if you don't know where this is happening in your chart, you want to find out. Holler at me. I don't do on-air readings, but I can help you. So <laughs> let me. If not, holler at somebody you know that does Astro that can and, you know, work that thing out. To um, break this down, uh, I've broken it down, but I'm going to give you all a few horoscopes for a few deacons that this alignment is really going to touch um, more so than the rest of us. Um, just to give you a heads up, and you can really choose to work with it. Um, but, yeah, obviously, if, if you get uh, personal uh, information from an astrologer, they can tailor make it to fit, you know, a lot of other elements in your chart that come into play, especially when you get to know your rising sign and your moon sign and your Venus sign and things like that. Uh, like I said, uh, it was happening one more time in 2016, one more time in 2017. It's happening after that, but I wasn't going to keep recording those dates for y'all. Feel free to look into date uh, Venus-Jupiter alignment on your own. Taurus, this is happening in, in 15 degrees of Virgo, so that's the second deacon, zero through... Um, nine degrees is the first deacon, 10 through 19 is the second deacon, and um, uh, I'm talking degrees here, 30 degrees per sign, and so you got the first 10 degrees is a deacon, second 10 degrees is a deacon, and that third deacon has 10 degrees in it as well. So this being at 15 degrees, that puts it in the second deacon of Virgo. This is going to affect quite a few of y'all that have your sun in the second deacon of a particular sign, your moon there, you're probably going to, you know, uh, be affected, uh, you know, to where you can see it, where you can tell. <laughs> like when this, you can kind of, when I do the reports and I sing you your transit reports, and a particular date is encroaching upon you or it's coming up and or it even has just passed and you like, God, dog, <laughs> you know, this could definitely be associated with that because it's dealing with these exact same areas of life. Um, it's not, it's just a tool, y'all. It's not like about, 
telling the future. This is going to happen on this date at this time. It's knowing that this is happening, whether we want it to or not. Jupiter and Venus don't line right on up. And <laughs> and because it's lining up in a particular of area, a particular area of space for your particular natal chart, you can kind of observe some things that resonate with those uh, areas of life that it denotes. And people, it's it's quality, reliable information that people uh, really appreciate having. I've appreciated it and have kept it on an ongoing basis in some capacity. I still, uh, you know, uh, am a member of the My Astrology Coach Network, and and I just ex- have expounded on it so much. <laughs> you know, I get the reports and and I just I I I do a lot with them now that I didn't know how to do at first. I was just, well, this is good information. Then it's like, oh, okay, I can kind of plan this and that. I know Mercury operates on on these kind of cycles and Jupiter on these kind of cycles, the sun and the moon more frequently, you know, on a more daily and weekly basis on these kind of cycles. So I definitely want my listeners and clients to, to, to really get into it. That's why I'm here. That I say it all the time, mastering your destiny astrologically. It's quite a tool. <laughs> it's quite a wonderful spiritual tool. Real quick, I'm going to go through these handful of um, uh, Jupiter-Venus alignment horoscopes, and I'm going to check in on the phones. Okay, y'all? Taurus Deacon 2s, that's anybody with um, those um, degrees between 10 and 19, but on date-wise, it's between May 1st and May 10th. Your sun can be there, moon. I would do definitely rising sign in between those degrees of uh, of 10 and 19. And then, of course, when you're looking at things more specifically, yeah, if your Venus is in that deacon, it, it, it would hold a certain significance as well or any other personal planet. But most primarily your sun, that's what you know your zodiac sign to be um, in, the, in that area of space um, or rising sign. We'll just leave it at that more generally and basically for today. Rising or sun, Taurus, deacon two. Uh, the Venus-Jupiter alignment, I told you all last week, just to consider the range. Yes, this is happening on uh, exact on the 25th on Sunday, but give it that range. You can start looking around October 24th. Um, even with this one, it's so powerful uh, with the triple conjunction with Mars and everything else, the Pluto powerfully impacting it. Go on and look for a range between about the 24th through the 27th for these energies to be playing out, okay? Taurus Deacon 2, from, uh, this is going to be the best time of the month for luck with love and money for you, okay? Uh, this is going to be an especially fortunate and happy time, Taurus Deacon 2, as well as having a positive effect on your love life, the um, this is also going to be an ideal time for any creative work. Uh, any hobbies, uh, you will have a tremendous amount of self-confidence, drive, and determination to achieve your strongest desires. Uh, these, I do believe, are coming from Astrology King. Gemini Deacon 2s, those um, with sun or rising sign between 10 and 19 degrees of Gemini or born between June 1st and 10th. This 
um, Jupiter-Venus alignment is going to amplify your need to love Gemini Deacon 2s. It's also going to exaggerate your feelings for someone special, but again, you must try to contain yourself. I know that's probably a torturous statement for a Gemini, (laughs) contain yourself, but think along those lines when it comes to this particular alignment, okay? There will be a strong urge to have fun and spend on luxuries, but the consequences of such things would not be so nice. So with, um, yeah, Gemini's, you can do it. Put your back into it, okay? It's not about denying yourself, but just containing yourself um, when it comes to love and money, okay? It's like that too much of a good thing type of uh, idea. There is a such thing as, too far and too much. So just keep that in mind, Gemini, and I'll leave it at that. Gemini Deacon 2s. Cancer Deacon 2s, those with sun or rising sign between 10 and 19 degrees of cancer are, or those born July 2nd to 12th, uh, you're going to have a similarly positive influence on your love life as you had in the previous Mars-Jupiter alignment. Go back into the archives. You can look on the uh, show or episode information where I list the transits I'm discussing for the show, look for the one that said um, Mars-Jupiter conjunction or Mars-Jupiter alignment and take a listen out to that one as well. Uh, What energies were playing out then is definitely going to creep up again because Mars and Jupiter are back together in the sky. This time, though, Venus is also involved. So uh, this is going to be an ideal time, Cancer Deacon 2s, for the beginning of a new romance. Good fortune also extends to your finances with any investment made now turning a healthy profit. Virgo Deacon 2s, those with sun or rising sign between 10 and 19 degrees Virgo or born between September 3rd and 12th. For you... Um, love and money, of course, harmony and happiness. Just the, it's it's in your it's it, it's in Virgo. <laughs> I mean, God dang it, Virgo, y'all better take this all the way to the top and show us if you know a Virgo in your life. You may not know if their sun or rising sign is in the second beacon, but you know if they were born around September third to twelfth. Just keep your eye on them. <laughs> Roll with them wherever they're going. Just go. <laughs> it's luck, uh, passion, uh, love. It's just all on them. It's just all on them, all up in their house. You know what I mean? So this is a time for my Virgo Deacon 2 to enjoy the benefits of any good karma you've accrued from previous good deeds and hard work, beautiful things, and a People, I am sure, circumstances, situations, beautiful things are attracted to you, okay? Woohoo! It's a good time to be Virgo Deacon 2 up in this bio or have any significant planets or points there. If you don't know, I can help you. <laughs> Scorpio Deacon 2, those born with sun or rising sign between 10 and 19 degrees of Scorpio or born between November 2nd to 11th. For you, Scorpio, 
I am really, whenever the, I'm telling y'all when these seasons come up, we coming up in Scorpio season like this week, it's just, <laughs> excuse me, like an affinity that, um, I don't know, I, I guess we all open ourselves up to draw in a little bit more of our own Scorpio energy and therefore we may tend to attract those energies as well. But for Scorpio, um, it is going to pretend all the same things for you. Um, it reads pretty much exactly like, unless I just copied that wrong, uh, it, it pretends pretty much the same thing for you. You know what? How about this? Since I can't confirm that, and I, I hate that because I don't want to sh- shortchange my Scorpio Deacon to anybody that listens to this show, I don't care if it's in the archives and you hear it next month, if you were born November 2nd to 11th, then it would be no point in lying about it because if I draw you up a chart, um, if I draw you up a chart for a day that's not your birthday, the information won't do you any good. But for anybody born between November 2nd to 11th or have, I'll even do you this, and if you know your chart, you're in there, um, have a planet or point that I can obviously verify uh, in the second deacon of Scorpio. It's a free service. How about that? Uh, I'll do a transit report. We can do a transit for for the Jupiter-Venus conjunction specifically coming up. I can cast your chart for that. Or we can do a point in time in the future you'd like to cast a chart for. Or um, I will do you a free complimentary two-week transit report for any two weeks you choose. All right? Man, y'all got a real hook Jupiter-Venus conjunction for it must be good. It, it either is this exact one, and it literally was just the same from um, Virgo to Scorpio, which is fine, uh, which is great. It's perfect because that's, that's, if it's the same as Virgo and it's happening in Virgo and I just went all off the charts for, for Virgo saying how good it was, then, hey, Scorpio, you're in that thing anyway. If not, and it wasn't a faux pas, but I think just because it would could have been that I want to hook y'all up, then y'all got hooked up twice. <laughs> Happy Venus conjunct Jupiter to y'all. All right, Sagittarius, Capricorn, and Pisces, I'm rounding it out with y'all. Uh, for those Sagittarius born December 2nd to the 11th or with sun or rising sign between 10 and 19 degrees of Sagittarius, uh, this lunate, this um, alignment is going to amplify, okay, um, relationship tension, but it also increases your need for love and affection. New love is actually possible, but you will have to remain flexible, been-minded, okay? Think of my um, uh, advice to Gemini. It's kind of along the same lines because y'all are on the exact same frequency. If you look across on the wheel from Gemini, it is Sagittarius. So um, it's not that this isn't going to be a pleasant alignment for y'all, but y'all are going to have to work a little harder maybe to extrapolate the juices. So um, take extra care, dear Sagittarius Deacon 2, with money or investment as you will feel a strong urge to splurge on non-essentials like entertainment and luxuries. So this is Sagittarius. Y'all don't need no introduction, no way. Um, 
and and maybe not even the deacon too so much because that is the fixed deacon of Sagittarius, a mutable sign, very mutable. And uh, this particular alignment is bringing the expansion. Jupiter is bringing the expansion, the exaggeration, the overdoing of you know the love and the money that bring us, uh, bring us that Venus is bringing. So Sagittarius speaking to that's your heads up, okay? It's your natural inclination towards Jupiterian, your ruler things anyway. You don't need no introduction. Like Aries don't need no introduction. The stuff jumped off, popped off, started off. You don't need no introduction expanding and growing and, you know, um, just all those things that I've already mentioned. So can't say it enough. I know. (laughs) All right, Capricorn Deacon 2, those born with sun or rising sign between 10 and 19 degrees Capricorn um, or those born between January 1st and 10th. For you, you and that thing pretty good like Virgo and Scorpio, but um, it's more, even more so, dear Capricorn Deacon 2, focused around relationships of all kinds being the major focus. Um, It's one of the best transits for falling in love or ascending in love, depending on how you look at it, rising in love. Um, It is more likely now, dear Capricorn Deacon 2, that any new romance will turn out to be the perfect match. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) All right, Pisces Deacon 2, those born with sun or rising sign between 10 and 19 degrees. Pisces or born between February 29th to March 10th. For you, Pisces, begin to. Uh, this is going to actually bring about a major test in your love life. Um, feelings for you of love and affection are going to be running really high, and of course, you want to express it. Um, but being overconfident or overly generous with those affections and feelings of love and affection could lead to an embarrassing situation or a regretful situation. So one way or another, this transit is going to confirm your feelings, uh, but the same thing is going to apply to the that confirmation is going to happen for that other person or these other people as well, the other party. They're going to have that same confirmation one way or the other about you. All righty. That was real good. That was I was looking most forward to that, even though this is a full moon in Taurus show. <laughs> full moon in Taurus is good, too. I can't take nothing away from it, y'all. Every one of these transits got, like, something for us um, to explore and to learn about it, our, about ourselves within the context of it, so... I'm excited to talk about them all, but let me check in. I haven't looked at the chat. I haven't looked at the the uh, stew. Ooh wee! All right, hey. Okay, so somebody who had their hand up must have put it down because um, I don't see the little 
thingy anymore. <laughs> but for those who are listening, thank you so much. If you do um, have a question or want to dig into one of these transits um, or just want to, you know, connect with me so we can connect after the show on a more um, uh, consultant basis, don't hesitate to press 1 on the keypad, okay? Getting back into our week ahead, um, also on Sunday, later in the evening, that uh, Venus-Jupiter alignment, 3.03 in the afternoon, 6 o'clock, 5.59, pretty much 6 o'clock that evening, Mercury is in a direct opposition to Uranus. Now I'm going to break that down a little bit because, you know, uh, opposition is like, you know, the tug of war or or you could look at it as the perfect balance either way. But it's, you know, it's confrontational. It's an opposition. So it's it's a confrontational energy of Mercury. You're talking about communication and travel, thinking of all kinds, any kinds of thinking processes, rationalization, contemplating, um, and then the travel also with it in direct opposition to Uranus in Aries. <laughs> I told y'all what I th- you know this the Aries energy, but then Uranus there. Uranus is the rebel anyway. Now you take an energy like Aries that don't need no introduction, getting nothing started off, jumped off, popped off, and you throw Aries in it the rebel <laughs> at lightning speed, Aries is sudden, this sudden unexpected energy. It's, it's, surpri- it's a surprising energy, um, and it's fast. It, you know, how, how fast can a surprise happen? Split second, you didn't see it coming type of thing, okay? So um, that's occurring that evening. It's exact that evening. Obviously, look for this to show up. Uh, the date range I give here a little later. This is happening on the 25th. Yeah, look for this energy to show up around the 24th, um, the day before. And for some of y'all who have Mercury opposing your entire deacon, like Aries, start looking for this around the 20th, which was yesterday. And I mean it. Mercury is opposing your entire deacon. Aries, Deacon 2, if you were born between March 30th and April 9th, um, even, yeah, and like Deacon is, it's moving through the, the, these 30 degrees of each sign, y'all. So, yeah, right now, right now, as of yesterday, Mercury is opposing Deacon 1 of Aries, if you were born March 20th to to 30th. And it's going to move from if you were born more towards March 21st to on through the deacon if you were born more towards the 30th. So then what you think going to happen is eventually about to oppose um, Deacon 2 after that, okay, those born from March 31st to April 9th. And then here towards the end of the month, around October 27th through November 2nd, Deacon 3 Aries, those born April t- um, 10th through the 19th, is going to oppose your deacon. So I'm going to hit on that um, for Aries, all three deacons. But then beyond that, I've only got pretty much that second deacon only of Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Libra, Sagittarius, Capricorn, and Aquarius. 
that this transit is going to impact, which is a lot. That's almost, I've, I've ran through right there almost all of them. So listen out for your sign. If you have um, sun or rising or, a, a, you know, a personal plan that you're interested in within that area of space or in between uh, the dates that I give you, um, talking to you. There's a lot of you. Uh, this particular energy uh, it's not going to happen again <laughs> until October of next year, y'all. I love it when it's like these rare things that happen. That's pretty rare. Come on, like dang near once a year. That's like a birthday. When you, By the time your birthday come around, you ready as heck <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> so when you're talking about these, you know, very uh, rare alignments uh, with even that degree of rarity, Hey, it might be something to celebrate. Jimi Hendrix was born. You know, this happens around once a year, and Jimi Hendrix was, like, lucky enough or unlucky enough, however you want to look at it, um, to be born under this alignment. Arsenio Hall was born under this alignment. And it is said, uh, if you are born under this particular alignment, that you have a, a very possibility, high possibility towards what would be considered genius. Uh, let's get into it real quick, and I'll do the um, horoscope, so keep it moving. All right. Uh, if you want to have a sped-up mind, I just got to talking to you all about sudden and unexpected, that lightning energy of air of Uranus, and then the mental, the thinking, and traveling of Mercury. So put that together, and you have a really lightning-fast mind on your hand, or at least the potential to access that kind of energy easily. Um, this is going to be occurring. You know, think about the babies that would be born around Sunday evening. They're going to be born just like with Jimi Hendrix and Arsenio Hall under this particular alignment. And they were born, they were both born with it exact zero degree orb. Take that. <laughs> this was no accident. <laughs> this was written. So, um, this energy also denotes a pretty hectic pace. You could feel, I mean, it's fat, It's your brain on lightning. You know, forget speed, forget drugs. It's your brain on lightning. Um, that's the, the uh, energy we'll have access to. But it could, because it's an opposition, you know, it could be Mercury conjunct Uranus. It could be Mercury square Uranus or even trine Uranus. Think about the people born with those aspects. But this is an opposition. It's a it's it's either a tug of war or the perfect balance, whichever you choose. Um, so if it's a tug of war, then this energy is going to feel to you more hectic in pace, tense, scattered energy. Okay, um, nervous, anxiety. Uh huh. That's that's the tug of war of it all. Uh, anything you you have, may have rushed over hastily or overlooked, this at the time of this opposition, that could be coming back to kind of bite you in the butt now. Okay, this is not a good energy for negotiating business deals. Um, any kind of mental task that you need patience and kind of self-discipline to complete it, this ain't the energy for that. Uh, making plans that you actually want to succeed, mm, no. <laughs> uh, 
uh, not under this particular alignment. Uh, with everything going on in the sky, depending on where it's at in your chart, like I said, this is the exact same day of the Venus-Jupiter-Mars alignment, and it's really a pivotal energy for the upcoming full moon we're about to discuss. Um, it, it's significant. Uh, let me just finish telling y'all about it, and I'll let y'all choose. I, I'll be wanting to help so much and try to you know, create the the most ideal scenario, but everybody's scenario and situation is different. And the more I consult with people, the more I really do know that. So it's helping me um, not to advise in a certain way, but just give the information and let y'all flow with it. Y'all doing a darn good job of it too. That's why the uh, interest, I think, is just picking up, like, heavily. Um, Low concentration span and tendency to be easily distracted um, is what's what's going to complicate any endeavors where you do kind of want to sit down. And, I mean, you're in a certain area, you ain't sitting down with this energy. And it's an opposition, so there's that, the potential for the tug of war. Um, Adversely, what it would be a good time to do is free your mind of those abilities and just put yourself in a position. It's going to be Sunday. I mean, it shouldn't be hard, but, you know, kind of go with the flow. Um, It's a very powerful opportunity with this energy to make new discoveries, um, flashes of insight. I was born with um, Mercury and Uranus in contact. And so, yes, um, the flashes of insight are real (laughs) with these energies, how stuff can just come to mind out of nowhere, and you can really do something with it. Um, You could really meet some exciting people um, during this time who actually cause you to have uh, challenges to your thinking, and that could, if you like that sort of thing, that's great. Um, because of this is like a real communicative energy and then you put in Uranus and Aries with that speed on it and that, you know, just raring to go energy, be more mindful of listening. Like consciously choose to listen even more so around this time. You're going to be chilled out, going with the flow on Sunday, feeling really good, um, probably wanting to chat it up, of course. I hope you are somewhere taking divine advantage of this energy. Um, But just be mindful to listen, okay? really benefits you if you do. Uh, Also, with that in mind, speaking before you think about it, like the foot and mouth thing, uh, that I always talk about with Sagittarius, that that um, energy is possible now because the mind is going so fast. Sagittarius is the higher mind. It is higher learning. It is the higher octave of Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury, the thinking, the rationalizing, and all the those thought processes. And then you got, you know, the higher um, octave of that. So this is that a very similar energy, and it can happen, foot and mouth can happen, but with awareness that I'm giving you now, you can do something different. (laughs) So um, uh, you could end up just feeling like you want to argue for the sake of arguing. Don't do it. Don't do it. 
it's, it, it, there's so much juiciness going going to be going on Sunday. Don't let this be the thing that throw it off. You know, I'm giving you a heads up. Uh, keep it light. Keep it fun. Um, don't get on real, real heavy, serious topics with the energy like this. Um, cool jokes, people playing tricks on people, um, you know, that's more the energy around this time that would be more beneficial. Um, there could be sudden changes of plans in your travel since the uh, Mercury, you bring in that travel element with it too. So Uranus and Mercury could be um, sudden unexpected changes of plans when you're traveling, okay, or interrupted travel. Um, so just like in a Mercury retrograde or something like that, I would just, you know, double-check everything. Double-check everything uh, regarding your travel plans. Um, in advance, <laughs> don't wait and do it the day of or the week of, depending on where you're traveling to. Um, and also, just like in a Mercury retrograde, it it, it has that little feel to it, I guess, uh, because a lot of the things that are describing it make me think of Mercury retro. But um, computer malfunctions, problems with electronics, it is an opposition. Um, uh, if you want to do crossword um, puzzles, game, game, almost games of any kind, mental games, puzzles, that's going to be a really good way to get in on this energy also. Okay, so the Aries, I said all three deacons I'm going to hit because Mercury is not only opposing Uranus day, but Mercury at some point is going to be opposing, I don't care when you were born, in Aries where your sun is, where your rising sign is, where your Venus or your moon is in Aries, you're going to get a little opposition, uh, potential tug-of-war or potential beautiful perfect balance from Mercury travel communications planet, okay? So Deacon 1 Aries, those born between, when I say Deacon 1, I'm talking about um, 0 to 9 degrees. When I say Deacon 2, I'm talking about 10 to 19 degrees. When I say Deacon 3 of any sign, I am talking about 20 to 29 degrees, okay? So I won't keep repeating that. What I will may have to repeat is the dates, okay? So Deacon 1 Aries, born March 21 through 30th. For you, um, this Mercury opposition to your entire Deacon is going to place an emphasis on self-expression. Um, it's going to be a tricky combination with the eclipse um, that we just had because it can make you more judgmental and argumentative. You will tend to blurt out your strong feelings without thinking of the repercussions. So when I was talking about the foot and mouth, it is involving <laughs> um, Deacon 1 Aries for certain. Deacon 2 Aries, those born March 31st to April 9th. Uh, Mercury's opposite your deacon. It's going to range between the 20th and the 27th. Okay, that's already started. We're in that thing right now. It's going to bring a major focus on your frame of mind and how you communicate. Given the recent test, you may be feeling low on self-esteem and very defensive. Now, more specifically, between the 24th and 26th, during this Mars Uranus opposition, you could get some exciting news during this time, or it could be some unsettling news. You may experience 
a great deal of confusion, having to deal with some rapidly changing circumstances. While you may be expected to respond quickly, your reasoning and judgment skills are not up to the task. Better for you, Deacon 2 Aries, to defer important meetings or negotiation until after this very stressful time, okay? So specifically for my Deacon 2 Aries, that's a that's a whole nother step up from what I was giving in the general information about this transit for you. So you born between March 31st and April 9th or have that rising sign in between 10 and 19 degrees of Aries, uh, if I had a, a, a sound bite for an alarm like the fire people coming through, I'm, I would put it on y'all, okay, because you really, really need to pay attention to this time. Uh, what if it's something you can't defer, Deacon 2 Aries? Then you really need to have a game plan in place for how you're going to deal with some rapid, potentially rapidly changing circumstances, some potentially unex, unsettling, even if it's exciting news, there's a, an adjustment that's got to come from that, and you won't be able to defer it. But if you can, Deacon 2 Aries, defer it. All right, Deacon 3 Aries, those born between April 10th and 19th, this is obviously going to be happening for you later in the month, and that the only reason I'm mentioning it is because it is occurring just here next week um, between October 27th and November 2nd. Mercury is opposite your deacon, and it will be the most challenging period of the month, Deacon 3 Aries. Um, as your opposition gains strength, it's building. We're already in it for Deacon 1 and 2. Y'all, it's building. As this opposition for you gains strength and you find it harder to cope, confusion, a lack of social skills means you should avoid arguments, Deacon 3 Aries, as you would only end up becoming more annoyed and stressed out. This is the worst time of the month, Deacon 3 Aries, for making important decisions or signing contracts, once again, defer that, put it off. Any big decisions or important meetings, if you possibly can, you will most likely be thinking things are a lot worse than they actually are. It's going to have a, a, a more expansively um, impactful uh, influence on your deacon, Okay. So for the rest of y'all, it's going to be pretty straightforward, all right? Deacon 2, Geminis, those born between June 1st and 10th, this Mercury-Uranus opposition for you, ranging from about the 24th through the 26th, um, is going to bring unexpected news, which could be shocking to many, but to you is going to sound exciting, Geminis. God, I love y'all. <laughs> An open mind will allow you to take full advantage of any offers or opportunities that ensue. There is the possible um, chance of, of an encounter that you have turning into an exciting new romance. All right. Deacon 2, Cancers, those born between July 2nd and 12th, 
uh, between October 24th and 26th for you, Mercury opposing Uranus is going to complicate your good fortune in love and money. You're going to be confronted with some unexpected and potentially initially upsetting news. Keeping an open mind and remaining flexible will help you hold on to any gains and results in a an exciting new direction, okay? Deacon 2 Leos, those born between August 3rd and 12th, um, same time frame, Mercury up um, Uranus. It doesn't favor making plans for you, Deacon 2 Leo, because things are in a state of flux. Some unexpected news or new contacts will excite you and may lead to a new way of thinking or new opportunities. This will, again, lead to advancement if you keep your options open. New relationships formed now would be thrilling, but not necessarily enduring. Keep that in mind, Deacon 2 Leos. Deacon 2 Libras, those born between October 3rd and 12th. For you, this alignment is going to speed up your mind and reflexes. Um, it's going to be hectic for, for uh, it could be hectic for you, and it, you could be the ones that are feeling the tense and scattered energy if it's feeling more like a tug of war. Uh, the nervous anxiety is a potential manifestation of it more so for you, particularly Deacon 2 Libras. Um, it's definitely not going to be a good time for making plans, attending to any mental tasks where you need patience and self-discipline and negotiating any business deals, all right? Deacon 2, Sagittarius, those born between December 2nd and 11th. For you, surprising news could be brought your way around these dates of October 24th through the 26th or exciting offers for you to take advantage of. Um Watch out for the traveling, Sagittarius. Um, it could be subject to change, and sticking to a plan or itinerary could prove difficult. Um, you do have the possibility of chance encounters happening, and um, the, uh, the people or circumstances you find yourself in are going to uh, likely be the bearers of insight or change, okay, so that you're in this Somebody might drop something on your mind, okay, Sag? <laughs> Deacon 2 Capricorns, um, those born between January 1st and 10th, you're kind of looking more like Libra, okay, Capricorn? Um, I guess maybe for um, these cardinal signs because Aries, you know, popping off, starting stuff off in House 1 and then Libra, on the descendant, um, and then here goes Capricorn. Um, this really seem like, you know, y'all going to have to watch out. It's not a time to pop off uh, cardinal signs, okay? Uh, <laughs> Uranus and Aries is like, okay, let me not say that. Let me not say that. It's not a time to pop off if it's not, in your favor to pop off in a particular area. That's why it pays to know where these alignments are happening for you. Um, it's it's balancing act, perfect balance. And if you if it's not balanced, it's war. Okay, and it could easily be a a war you have on your hands, or it could it could really be something beautiful where this Uranus 
and Aries energy initiate some fresh new change, insight, behavior, thought process um, that really uh, that you can sink your teeth into. You choose. Um, and in fooling with me, you'll be able to make a more educated choice, okay? Um, so, yeah, the unexpected happening, increasing your nervous anxiety, Capricorn is more possible. So just go with the flow. Keep things as routine as you can. Um, uh, but just know that trying to make plans is probably not going to work during this sensitive time, okay? Deacon 2 Aquarius is those born between January 30th and February the 8th. Uh, this is going to be a real hectic part of the month for you, uh, but you'll be better able to cope with it, More, whereas more people are going to feel stressed out and confused. Um, th- these planets are helping you. you got your ruling planet, and then you've got its lower octave in communication with each other, potentially posing perfect, you know, in perfect harmony and, and alignment and balance. Um also for you, digging to Aquarius, Aquarius, a chance encounter or unexpected news should present for you a great opportunity to reach your goals. So look at there. All right, y'all, we're going to keep it moving. Everybody is just chilling out, hanging out, listening. I guess I'm getting this flow down a little bit better. It only took me, what, a few months? to really get kind of a rhythm and, and feel way more comfortable just, you know, tight. I don't have to fit it all in. It's not happening anyway if I tried. I think I gave that up a long time ago, but it we we get an opportunity every week to start some really, really divinely, astronomically important conversations or keep those conversations going anyway and, and stimulate um, – just some knowledge or even a thirst for more knowledge on because hopefully I'm just the catalyst for you to dig into this a little deeper, okay? Um, I cannot believe I got this far in the show. I just got so excited this show. Um, But at the moment that I remembered, I definitely want to take a quick second uh, to honor and revere the people that make it possible for us to come back and do this every week. Our divine ancestors, first and foremost, I say to all those um, who came before us, which is why we're here today. And Anpu, Brother Anpu, who um, is so powerful and a wonderful uh, leader of the My Astrology Coach Network. Um, and just even some of the team members because we all make it happen in whatever way it's so magically and beautifully happening. Keisha um, with the Tarot Insights, um, Tanika, just <laughs> you can't say enough about Tanika because she runs the gamut on so much information and wisdom and insight and gifts and talent. So definitely look her up as well. But, yeah, the whole MAC team, Minister Jew, who's making power moves left and right, and um, it's just amazing to be a part of such a powerful team. So I'm happy, happy, happy to be back anytime we get to come back, y'all. I had to stop and take a second to do that. Um, so then we, 
I mean, the week starts on Sunday. We've had a juicy, juicy show just on Sunday. So here we are rolling on into Monday. Um, the moon goes void, of course. It opposes Mercury at 725 in the morning uh, Central Standard Time on Monday, waking up for the J-O or whatever work you do. Uh, we're going to wake up to the moon being void. It's going to be void all Monday, okay? 17 hours until 1 in the rising on Tuesday, 1.07 a.m. Central Standard Time. It finally enters Taurus. So everything I said about the void of course moon, pretty much keep it in mind for all of Monday. It's not the moon... Um, We'll, we'll have just been in Aries. You're going to feel like popping off, starting off, jumping off something, especially um, with the Mercury-Uranus opposition, wherever it may have hit your chart. Uranus and Aries, pretty much you're going to pop off on something. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, as of uh, Monday rising, when you get up, it's really going to be time to pretty much chill out the entire day. And by chill out, I mean keep the things I said in mind about void, of course, moons by chill out. Okay, so that's all of Monday. Tuesday rising, the moon enters Taurus. When you wake up, it's going to be in Taurus. Um, the very energy that the full moon's about to set up in, so keep what I'm saying in mind for that as well. When the moon is in Taurus, the second sign of the we popped off and jumped off and started off with Aries. Now we sliding on in the second with Taurus. Taurus is a, a it's a feeling energy. Can you feel it coming? <laughs> it's all about our senses and what makes us um, comfortable. And uh, it's very sensual. Okay, it's a fixed sign, so it's constant. It feels good, and you can, you know, kind of linger in it for a while. It's it has a, a sense of serenity and peace and security inside of it. Personal security, not that comes from any other person, but our own personal security. Uh, our basic impulses during a moon, while the moon is in Taurus, is to kind of resist change, kind of stop and smell the roses and relax. Uh, life tends to slow down a little, a very stark contrast from the Aries energy. It's it's almost like slamming on the gas in Aries, mashing the gas, not needing no introduction to mash on it either or invitation. And then you get to Taurus, here's this bull Impulse from mashing on the gas goes the very next impulse is to completely relax and to stop and smell the roses. So this is what I'm telling you. Also, keeping that void that you're coming off of in mind, it almost is the perfect setup. So this time around, instead of mashing immediately on the gas, there's always a void moon, but with it pretty much being the entire day Monday, um, that is going to be a kind of introduction to uh, Tuesday, okay? And the energy that we're coming into this full moon with. Uh, with it being Taurus, uh, when the moon's in Taurus, we also may kind of feel more stubborn 
and materialistic. Okay, it's um, it's an earth sign. And it's big. So, uh, under the influence of a Taurus moon, things that are favored, activities that are favored, anything dealing with money, pretty much. I don't care if it's applying for a loan or making a financial investments, any financial activities, any activities involving your personal possessions, okay? Um, Got to be substantial and material actions, though. It's an it's a, it's a earth sign. It's tangible. You can see it. You can feel it. It gives you comfort, um, you know, so... Uh, if you're interested in beginning a potentially long-term relationship, uh, it, that's favorable under a moon in Taurus. Music, and it's sensual, and um, home decorum. So, yeah, any any activities surrounding those things. And then here we go, bam, uh, Tuesday rising, we come up at that void, of course, Moon, right a slide on in the Taurus, and then as of 7.05 a.m. on Tuesday, Mars Day, October 27th, um, the moon is at three degrees Taurus, which would put the sun directly opposite. A full moon is when the sun is in opposition to the moon. So Taurus, three degrees is where the moon is at. Scorpio. We'll be in Scorpio season this week. By the full moon, the sun will be at three degrees Scorpio, okay? So what deacon you think is going to be mostly affected by this transit? Deacon ones between zero and nine degrees of Taurus, Scorpio, and a whole bunch of other signs. I'm, I'm reading horoscopes for every sign, but deacon ones be on the lookout. All right, this particular sun, moon, opposition, full moon in Taurus at three degrees um, is going to be powerfully aspected by Neptune. It's uh, sextiling it, which is not the trine, but it's the opportunity for some real harmonious energies going on, okay? Um, Neptune is bringing the emotional sensitivity to any relationships in our lives, and Neptune is bringing that spiritual protection, okay? Uh, Conjunction going on, you know, you got to factor that into this full moon. It's too close. Um, So the promises of happiness and success and love and other passionate desires is a theme that you can hold on to when you're talking about full moon, whatever, full moon magic. We'll just leave it broad and blanket like that. I don't know how you work your moon magic. (laughs) But factoring um, that uh, triple conjunction in there is definitely a beautiful thing. Um, Full moons are tied to and associated with new moons. The new moon of October 12th, which was a solar eclipse. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. That definitely was not a solar eclipse. But uh, the new moon of October 12th, uh, the excitement, the anticipation of coming success and happiness uh, were 
closing out those themes on a short-term basis at this full moon and six months from that new moon on a long-term basis. So that's one of the full moon represents is the culmination period to that new moon that we just had, October 12th. And so it's an opportunity to definitely take a look at um, where you're at progress-wise with any new moon intentions you may have had, even though that one was greatly affected by an immediate, that new moon threw us into void, of course. So however you worked around that energy. Um, But, yeah, Neptune being an integral part of this sun, this particular sun-moon opposition in Taurus, the some you may have heard call it the money moon. You know, Taurus is, governs that second house of personal possessions and, and how we get money personally that doesn't necessarily come from someone else, but it comes from our own grounded out, earthy, sensual effort, okay? And, and, it, and it's a fixed, it's a real stubborn fixed energy too. So keep that in mind as well and how you could use that to your advantage. Uh, flourishing love relationships, Jupiter, Mars, and Venus all up on it, um, the full moon. It, it's going, it's, it, full moons and new moons, these third quarter moons, all that, they're so relational anyway. They end up, they tend to express themselves in that way more often than not. Um, but really when you throw in the triple conjunction on that thing, it's just it's it's a real sexy time. I'll put it that way too. If that if that you know hits in on a different level for you, but that's really a good way to sum up this energy. So take full advantage. I'm about to help you break it down here in a second too with these horoscopes. Uh, big time success when you throw in Pluto on it. I told y'all the triple conjunction trines Pluto. So that really suggests potential for some big-time success that can be achieved, really surrounding this thing. Start looking for it now. <laughs> Let me give you a hint. Start looking for that thing now because it's already the buildup, okay? Jupiter, uh, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, triple conjunction. Sun and moon coming into a, a, a state of opposition, uh, Neptune sextiling it, Pluto trining it. I mean, if you don't know, ask somebody, but don't not take advantage of the stuff. <laughs> on that on that note, hold on. My thing flipped on me. It didn't shut down, but it flipped to another part of my note. All right. Uh, all these sex planets involved too. It's very relational. It's very relational. Sorry, I keep flipping y'all. Uh, Neptune. What also Neptune can do? Like I said, with that sexual energy involved, uh, we're whatever we direct this energy towards. Obviously, it doesn't have to be sex. Obviously, it can be absolutely anything. We're talking about the sexual energy, primal urges and needs, okay? Emotional desires and needs are going to be very strong. Uh, We're going to want to pursue them with vigor. We're going to have a level of self-control over the primal instincts. Uh, 
uh, being more considerate of the feelings of others because Neptune is involved softening. It gives a Neptune, it, it rules the imagination. It rules, you know, like unconditional love energy and uh, spiritual energy. And it softens whatever it touches, especially if it's in this like softening aspect, like a sextile anyway. So the sun and moon is being softened, the, the oppositional tug of war full moon energy is being softened by Neptune. And how that's going to play out with us is um, uh, just softening the kind of the approach that we take. You got all this sexual energy, you know, being expressed in it within us and within the cosmos. And then Neptune's kind of softening that um, direct approach to having our de- desires fulfilled. Um, Neptune sextiling it is also going to kind of make us more compassionate and sensitive. It kind of adds an element of empathy and spiritual bonding to relationships. Um, uh, Venus and Mars involved, Sun and Moon involved, Jupiter thrown in there, Pluto thrown in there, Neptune thrown in there is really going to take these relational relationships of all kinds and add these cunning elements to it potentially, okay? Uh, We may feel more alluring and kind of smooth, softer, um, a kind of a spirituality sense of purity and innocence may be felt. Uh, any kind of spiritual pursuit you have individually or relationally um, is favored, okay, because during this time we're going to be more in touch with other dimensions, um, uh, psychic abilities, intuitiveness, lucid dreaming, any kind of imaginative endeavors, uh, music, art, drama, poetry, go for it. This, this, like I said, start thinking about that even now and all the way up through past this full moon. You got a week or two after, you could, you could stretch it on out into, okay? So when I'm talking about this full moon in Taurus, it's a fixed energy. It ain't going nowhere. You can kind of settle into this thing when you're talking about imagine what you can imagine, what you can dream up, you know, what you can intuit. Um, um, what you can feel is very sensual and earthy and feeling. It's, it's, and what and when you throw in that imagination in there, just the, the artistic possibilities are limitless, okay? Um, yeah, so Mercury-Uranus, like I said, the opposition for Mercury to Uranus being closely um, associated with this full moon, it could be the challenge, like like I said, especially for those cardinal signs, Uranus, Libra, and um, Capricorn. Um, just pay attention because all the everything I'm describing and discussing now, the caveat could be for you if you're not thinking critically about how this particular Mars-Uranus opposition. Uh, just what kind of challenge it could be. You're not going to be able to plan for it. It's Uranus. Nobody's going to be able to tell you, well, this is what's going to happen. This is the sudden, unexpected event or circumstance or person who exhibits this energy is going to be. But you can be thinking critically in advance, which is going, it could, depending on where it falls in your chart, could be 
difficult to do <laughs> as a direct result of this transit, um, or you just may get some surprising or upsetting news that you really have to turn on a dime to deal with. So, um, so like I said, with Neptune bringing that energy that favors the intuition and the dreaming and the imagination, fall heavier into that. Okay, um, that that is going to be your saving grace um, if you find yourself in a challenging time during this time. Spirituality, dig in, okay? Imagination, dig in. Um, and just really connecting to people that um, exhibit those types of energies, okay? Open mind for sure. Um, especially when it uh, pertains to the expansion, the opening of your mind in the realm of imagination and, 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 and unconditional love and every other thing, spirituality, okay? Uh, inventiveness, um, ingenuity, it really is that genius alignment that can be applied to any and all kind of creative projects. Fall into Neptune and let yourself go wild, like with reckless abandon. If you come up on this Mercury-Uranus leading into this full moon, this this really closely has that as a close association, and let yourself go wild. If I get a call from anybody, email from anybody, talking about they going through this, that, and third around this time, I'm going to dig in so their natal Neptune, how they naturally tap into Neptunian thing, Nep- Neptunian, Neptunian um, energies, and uh, and I'm really going to uh, drive that home, especially considering whatever transits of Neptune they may ha- be having or transits to their Neptune that they may be having, which could provide them more help or insight either way. Um. <laughs> Just crazy. Venus is conjuncting Mars at the time of the full moon. Venus is conjuncting Jupiter, and Mars is conjuncting Jupiter. It's a true triple conjunction. Um, so that just puts an omen over the whole full moon <laughs> of happiness, success, and achieving our heart's desires of of luck, good luck, and love, and money being brought to us. Anything we care about, it's just, it runs the whole gamut. It's just a lot when you think about it. A lot of good, good, good potential stuff, energy. Um, it, it, I mean, just, whew, the ones being born then, whatever you're, whatever we're birthing, even if you're not giving birth to a, a being, um, you know, whatever you're giving birth to around this time, starting once again, start looking at it now. Uh, whatever you're giving birth to right now is is, is really going to be something, and I can't wait to hear all the different testimonials from y'all about what's been going on with you. Uh, but Pluto being involved in the trine aspect to the whole con- triple conjunction uh, during the time of this full moon is going to just bring increased, uh, tremendously increased amount of passion and desire for whatever it it is. Um, Just know that Pluto does have a sexual element to it, and Mars is, in fact, trining Pluto, which Mars has a sexual element to it. Venus does as well, of course. 
um, we will definitely be driven passionately to succeed and get exactly what it is that we're wanting. Um, the good intentions are going to be there uh, for, for us to soundly base what we're wanting off of. Um, it just is increased with Jupiter of good fortune, um, the odds of our dreams becoming reality, um, finding true love, that possibility uh, extremely heightened and increased. It'll, it'll, and it'll, if it does happen for you during this time, it is going to be life-changing. Uh, whatever it is that we make of our dreams of success and love, it, it's going to be deep and lastingly impactful, okay? Uh, one more uh, mention about an uh, aspect of the full moon uh, before we get into the horoscope is simply that Saturn will be squaring Neptune um, kind of in the, I say in the background, but Neptune is already a pivotal part of this full moon and Saturn's going to be squaring it, okay? Um, and Saturn just could be the fear, the square of Saturn and Neptune could just be the fear uh, that it's all too good to be true. I mean, the whole time I've been describing this week so far of next week that we're coming up to, that you could be listening and just be thinking, yeah, right, how can it be that good? And so that's just Saturn square and the whole thing, and you may have in more of a, a a proclivity or susceptibility to that type of energy, um, be it your chart being ruled by Saturn if you're a Capricorn rising, or um, or or some other strong and significant configuration of Saturn or Capricorn energy in your in your chart. Uh, maybe you you're thinking that you don't deserve that kind of good fortune and success. Okay. Um, Saturn is going to be retrograding again. I told y'all it was only going to be out of any kind of retrograde phase for a few weeks here in November and December. Um, so the fact that Saturn's going to retrograde again, we're going to see this particular aspect of Saturn square Neptune again. Um, it is exact, but it is Playing the part, it's coming into its exactness at the time of this full moon. Um, so, uh, whatever high ideals and spiritual strength, all the Neptunian, you know, things that you end up falling into, leaning hard on, if this particular full moon and week really next week ends up being a more challenging one for you. Uh, whatever the spiritual strength you're given and the high ideals that we're given uh, during this time should be harnessed since we're going to meet with this particular energy again. Once again, Saturn is exactly squaring Neptune on November 26th, okay? Um, the good vibrations uh, from Neptune can be used to weaken or soften, like I told y'all Neptune does, any of the negative energies um, that are kind of gathering for you. Like I say, if it's starting to, you're starting to come up on this energy and you're not feeling like this is about to be the best freaking time of your life, <laughs> if you're not feeling like this is about to be the best week of your life coming up <laughs> and, you know, negative energies are gathering, 
then uh, whatever you're gleaning and able to gather from Neptunian energies, remember it is all I'm basically trying to say. <clears throat> Soak up those energies, the love, the honesty, the charity, everything that you can feel good about, okay? All right, I am going to wrap it up on, um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up on the Taurus uh, <clears throat> horoscopes after that. Uh, it's just that the moon's going to be in Gemini, the full moon's in Taurus, after Taurus comes Gemini, the third sign in the zodiac. Um, you can look up the influences of what it means for the moon to be in Gemini. Uh, <clears throat> Wednesday at 10.20 a.m. Central Standard Time, the moon makes a trine to Mars, which throws the moon into void, of course, from the Taurus energy for 15 hours and four minutes up until Thursday, really early in the rising. By the time you wake up Thursday, the moon will be in Gemini. So feel free to look into what it means, what you can expect and what activities are favored when the moon is in Gemini. And then after that, on Friday, uh, there's a Sun-Neptune trine, which is one of the influences we've been discussing over the full moon in Taurus. Um, and I do have some horoscopes for that, so I'll do that real quick. And then Saturday, uh, the when you wake up in the rising on Saturday, 4 a.m., the moon enters Cancer. It will have been void... Uh, <clears throat> the previous day, Venus Day, Friday, um, 9.52 p.m. Central Standard Time, the moon trines Mercury, throwing it into void, of course, for six hours and 17 minutes. Then Saturday, rising, when you wake up, the moon will be in Cancer as of 4.09 a.m. Keep in mind that we end the week October 31st, uh, the on Sunday, November 1st, when you wake up, it's daylight savings time. For those who live in an area where that is observed, we are t um, what is called falling back one hour. So they say as of 2 in the morning on Sunday, November 1st, set your clock back to 1 in the morning, Okay. And so sunrise and sunset will be about an hour earlier on November 1st than the day before. That just means more light during the day. That's not all it means, but like I said, um, I just thought I'd mention that as an aspect. And so let's just dig into these full moon. I think I've pretty thoroughly described the full moon energy. Let's start to break some of this down for these signs, okay? Aries, a full moon in earth sign Taurus is just one sign. Um, I guess it says after, but technically kind of before. These are from Dark Pixie Astrology. Um, you can tackle money issues, settling financial problems, completing financial agreements or arrangements, settling a debt, finalizing a loan, or walk away from a second job or side gig you've been doing for extra money. On the other hand, some of you can become more serious about that extra gig, trying to make it more profitable. This is a time to make smart financial decisions and do your homework. Um, Aries, this is happening in your second house. And so it's kind of a double Taurus energy. So all anything I've said about this Taurus um, full moon, 
just kind of know it's doubled for you um, for all intents and purposes because it's happening in the area of your chart where that has significance and emphasis, okay? <clears throat> Taurus, the full moon is in your sign. So this is absolutely a time of reaping what you have sown, a full moon in your sign. You get rewarded for the good decisions, hard work, and responsibility, and you get punished for laziness, ignorance, and immaturity. No matter what, you can be more emotional with this full moon and are more open with your feelings. Being more open can be a good thing, Taurus. Gemini, a full moon occurs in the sign right before yours, and you can have an incredibly strong intuition with this full moon, one that demands to be heard, though you may have a hard time deciphering the messages. Let your mind shut up so that you can listen to your gut. Once again, Gemini, I know that sounds impossible, but you can do it. This is a good time to work on letting go of something from the past or some sort of subconscious issue that's been holding you back. You can be emotional about it, and it might not feel right in the moment, but it's the right thing to do ultimately, and you can see the rewards for it quickly. Cancer. Full moon for you just means that you can leave a group that you belong to or take on a bigger role in one. You can end a friendship or become closer with a friend, give up on a cause or become more invested in it, or let go of a dream or have the opportunity to achieve one. In general, you're actually less emotional with this moon cancer. Believe that or not, your water sign. <laughs> um uh, it's an earth sign, and so, and it's fixed. You know, that's just a very pretty much opposite energy of you. So, you may not feel like yourself, but you may like it. You may like the switch up in energy. Leo, um, for you, you can see great rewards for the hard work and smart work you've put in with your goals and achieve on. Uh, one of your goals. On the other hand, if you haven't been doing the right thing, you can experience setbacks and delays. This is a good time to make a good impression and you can be rewarded by the connections that you make. If you feel unsure of yourself or of your direction, you need to do some homework and figure out what you're doing. Specifically, Leo's in the first deacon. Those born July 23rd to August 2nd. Um, the full moon energy is really going to last through November the 11th, so that's really going to extend for you. Uh, the um, uh, There have been some slightly uncomfortable conditions uh, surrounding this energy for you. So you may feel more emotionally sensitive, Leo Deacon 1, to any criticism or conflict than usual. With any such upsets, more likely to affect your home or family life. Intimate relationships may suffer the most from the increased tension. Deacon 3 Leos, those born August 13th to 22nd, for you, um, full moon is, is like an omen of excitement and positive change, especially in your love life. Such a stark contrast from Deacon 1 Leos, Deacon 3 Leos, um, for the entire month, actually, you should enjoy increased harmony 
and understandings in all of your relationships. Virgo, you can come home if you're abroad, finish a course study, or settle a legal dispute. You can be more connected to your beliefs this month, and you feel strongly um, you feel strongly about and you're willing to defend um, your beliefs against any attack. But you need to make sure you're being open to what other people believe too, okay, Virgo? Everyone is entitled to their own beliefs and we don't all have to agree. Um, for Deacon 1, Virgo specifically born between August 23rd and September 2nd, this full moon is going to have a positive effect on your emotions, bringing inner balance and general well-being. There will be a greater focus on your home and family life in the following weeks. Um, so your closest relationships are definitely going to be bringing you nourishment and fulfillment. Libra, you can become more serious with this full moon, wanting to focus on a serious matter and deal with it. You can have more courage to face something you hold deep inside of yourself and let it go. This can also be a time to settle an issue with other people's money, taxes, loans, inheritances, joint finances, and debts or to settle some sort of partnership agreement or arrangement. Scorpio, um, this is in the sign opposite yours, so it's definitely going to involve, you know, the um, likely other people, seventh house. Um, It's a time to reevaluate all of your relationships, see which are working, which aren't, and decide which you want to walk away from and which you want to be more dedicated to. You can also open up with your loved ones one-on-one, and they can with you as well. Sag, you can finish up a work project, settle a dispute at work, or dedicate yourself more to work. Conversely, you can feel unsatisfied with your work and decide it's time to pursue something you really believe in. This is also a good time to eliminate a bad habit or kick an unhealthy part of your lifestyle. Capricorn, for you, the full moon, fellow earth sign, you can become more passionate about something you love or decide to let it go. If you're newly dating someone, you can decide where this is going or if it's going anywhere. If you're single, you can meet someone you have a karmic link to. And if in a relationship, you can focus on the emotional connection between you. If you have children, something that can... um, Uh, something can come to an end for them. Uh, Full moons are culmination moons, just generally speaking, uh, or manifesting moons. So you're likely to see something or initiate something that you can see, especially with it being in an earth sign, okay? And sorry, I lost my place. Okay. For Aquarius, you can finish up a home improvement project or renovation, settle a dispute at home or with your family, or finalize a real estate um, transaction or agreement. You can be more in touch with your feelings with this full moon and feel on a deeper level than usual. Focus on strengthening your internal foundation if you feel shaky. Fourth house, Aquarius. Pisces, a full moon in Taurus for you is going uh, going to give you potentially a greater connection between your mind and heart. You can express yourself more easily, find the right words for what you're feeling, and people understand what you say more easily. You may also finish up a community project, settle a dispute with a sibling or neighbor, or get rid of an electronic 
or piece of technology. Okay. All right, y'all. Uh, this last uh, alignment was Sun trining Neptune for next week. It's happening at seven degrees Leo and Pisces and seven minutes. It's a trine from the Sun to Neptune on Friday while the moon's in Gemini uh, at 4.06 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Our sensitivities are going to be increased to our environment, and um, our empathy for others is going to be increased. We may feel an urge to, um, you know, assist others or join in with um, wealth, the welfare and community of others via groups or organizations. Um, we can gain a deeper understanding of our place in the world with this alignment. And we may uh, come to the realization that achieving our goals and dreams is of primary importance before we can really help somebody else, kind of like this realization of putting on the gas mask before we can really help anybody else with theirs. Um, This is a transit, sun's involved, that's kind of career and goals. So this um, can definitely help us set goals that we want to manifest um, via our hopes and dreams for the future. we it, This is going to denote strong faith and morals, so we're not really going to feel like we need to sacrifice our own needs or level of comfort to achieve them, okay? There's a harmony between these two things, our hopes, um, our goals, uh, career-wise and otherwise, and our, our wishes and dreams and, and things. There's a, a favorable connection, so... Um, Ego, our egos get a boost, a spiritual boost, or a spiritual outlook, um, which it, it'll help us to work hard on achieving our success. And the road, the path to success can be benefited just by that strong belief in, you know, our psychic abilities, our intu- our intuition, our spirituality, and our imagination, which likely is going to be r- really in tune around this time, Friday, okay? Friday, 4 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, it's exact. Um, any artistic and creative talents, we're talking about Neptune again, are highlighted, and it's going to be a good time to start any kind of project such as that during this time. Uh, also, learning about other spiritual beliefs or religions is going to be favored, and um, things like astrology and tarot would be way more easily comprehensible. If you've been wanting to get a reading from Keisha, if you've been wanting to get a, a reading or a report from me um, around next Friday, is going to be a good time to uh, get one. You should order it before then so you can have it by then. Uh, and then... Just socializing in general, um, partnerships should receive a, a good boost from this sun, trying Neptune. Um, existing relationships are going to feel more of a spiritual closeness and a bonding, you know, that intuitiveness and all the spiritual elements are going to be more easily accessible. So put that together with, you know, an existing relationship and you have the potential for this exciting energy, sexual 
uh, relationships are going to have a more tender and loving kind of feel to it. Uh, if if a new relationship is formed under this influence, it could be with a more sensitive or more spiritual type of partner um, or, or could come as a result of your involvement in more spiritual types of groups. It's, it's more easily a possibility for you to meet someone in that environment at this time next Friday. Ooh, date, date night. Whether you boot up or not, <laughs> just you declare next Friday night date night. Whether you are booed up or not, it is prophetic. Get it, <laughs> get it in. Um, and then if you do are starting a new relationship around this time, one of the benefits could just be a shared vision of future happiness together. If y'all can imagine it and dream it. Y'all can achieve it. Carl Lewis was actually born under this influence. It is occurring here on next uh, this coming Friday, uh, the 30th at 4.06 p.m. Central Standard Time, and it's not going to happen again until July 3rd of next year, 2016, okay? So might want to pay attention for these handful of horoscopes I got left because it'll steer you in a clearer direction. All right, Deacon 1 Taurus, I was born April 20th to 30th. You got to look between the, the dates of around the 29th to November the 1st, even though this is exact on the 30th. Um, for you, Deacon 1 Taurus, this is going to, this uh, uh, influence is going to turn Uh, that it's going to affect the full moon more for you, uh, Taurus Deacon Ones. It's going to turn it into a more positive moon phase. And so that's going to, just like I said, this influence is surrounding the full moon. It's just exact after the full moon, but it's going to make your full moon phase of the next couple of weeks from the full moon to the next new moon a more positive one. So it is definitely possible over those couple of weeks that your hopes and dreams will start to really materialize and manifest. You know, you are bringing that earth energy naturally, so it's just no limit, okay? Uh, but you definitely, um, Taurus Deacon ones are going to have to work hard to make those dreams a reality. There may be some challenge or test to pass in order to achieve your goals. Um, for Deacon 1 Cancers, uh, those born between June 21st to July 1st, the sun is shining your entire deacon from October 23rd uh, in a couple of days to November 3rd. And it's bringing a boost to your self-confidence and enthusiasm. Um, previous obstacles are going to fading away, and you should experience more harmony in relationships. This applies especially to any relationship difficulties which have arisen since the lunar eclipse. Okay? Now, more more specifically, between October 29th and November 1st, not only is the sun trining your deacon, it's trining Neptune. And it's going to reinforce the main theme for you of the entire month of realizing your hope, your highest hope. It gives a strong determination to work towards what you most aspire to, um, and, and all the preceding transits have readied you for success and love, but also in areas such as creativity and finances. Deacon 1 Virgos, those born between August 23rd and September the 2nd, 
for you, this Sun-Neptune trine is going to greatly reduce the confusion and deception from your Neptune transit. Um, increased mutual understanding and sensitivity can bring tighter bonding to relationships. And as with the full moon, you will be chasing your dreams and having a good chance of turning them into reality. Deacon 1 Scorpios, those born between October 3rd and November the 1st, um, Sun Trining Neptune is going to help you to realize that achieving your goals and dreams is of prime importance before you can be of help to others. Deacon 1 Scorpios, you're really going to get the gas mask lesson um, or have it reinforced if you already embody it. This transit will help you set goals to manifest your hopes and dreams for the future. Strong faith and morals means you don't have to sacrifice your own needs for or level of comfort, okay? You're really going to get that driven home more than likely. Deacon 1 Capricorns, those born between December 22nd and um, December 31st, Sun Trine Neptune for you uh, between October 29th and November 1st is going to be the best time of the entire month. Importantly, you may realize that achieving your goals and dreams are of prime importance before you help others. Now is the time to turn dreams into reality, and you will be strongly motivated to achieve this. That is wonderful, um, Deacon 1 Capricorns. Enjoy the motivation. Deacon 1 Pisces, Um, the sun is trining your entire deacon once again. Uh, Some of of y'all are dealing with this aspect more over the course of the month of the sun um, trining you or the area of space you've got particular points and planets in. Uh, And this for you, Deacon 1 Pisces, is going to bring an end to... uh, uh, bring to an end that most difficult of testing times that you've been going through. You can look forward to greater harmony and ease, especially in your relationships. Confidence and enthusiasm will return, allowing you to get back to focusing on your needs and goals. Now, more specifically, between October 29th and November 1st, while the sun is trining Neptune, Deacon 1 Pisces, um, you're going to uh, potentially experience increases It's going to increase your sense to your environment and your empathy for others. Importantly, you may realize that achieving your goals and dreams is of prime importance before you can help others. Like the full moon, it will help to manifest your hopes and dreams for the future. Okay, and then Saturday, 4.09 a.m., Friday, I'm sorry, I apologize, Uh, that night, Friday night, okay, I did mention that before, that the moon goes void, of course, Friday night, and then when you get up on Saturday, the moon will be in Cancer. So we did that, y'all. We we finished the week out. Um, Y'all were just, this happened, like, every, you know, few shows, I get a show where y'all just hang on the line and listen, I guess, on a lunch break or work break or however um, some of y'all are able to get it in as the show is being recorded. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your continued support. Um, I'm looking forward to next week. I'm looking forward to this week because last week when we did your week ahead and we were talking about Scorpio season, it just really got me, uh, my wheels turning for 
uh, it, it just was a powerful show. You definitely want to go back and check it out in the archives um, about Scorpio, the sun entering Scorpio, because I did not even realize how uh, impactful a lot of the insights that were channeling through me uh, and important that they are. And we're talking about Scorpio season, a full three, almost four weeks of the sun being in Scorpio and the depth and the transformation and the, you know, the utter transformation of the caterpillar to the butterfly that's going to be going on for a lot of us. And then Pluto, Scorpio's ruling planet, so powerfully impacting um, our week ahead this week's full moon and, and other influences, even the triple conjunction. We really, really uh, could benefit from un- overstanding this Scorpio Pluto Atos energy even more uh, if we so choose and desire. So, get up with me. We can chat about it. Um, you can get me at Adrian A D R I E N N E at myastrologycoach dot com or hit me straight up on the Mama Dada Astrology um, social network. Uh, Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook, Mama Dada Astro on Twitter, and we are Instagramming, baby. Since <laughs> since I mentioned it last time, I think I put up two posts, so we're getting the 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 momentum building up around Instagram. So yes, Mama Dada Astrology on Instagram. Well, it's been my divine pleasure, y'all. We'll do it again next week. Peace. Thank you so much. Get in contact with us. Just say, hey, it's all good. (laughs) Peace.